Write to be Read podcast, episode number 145, interview with Tim Gillette. You are listening to the Write to be Read podcast, and this is your host, Ani Alexander. Hey there, welcome to the Write to be Read podcast. I can't believe I've told this for already 146 times. It feels amazing. So special thank you for all of those who are listening to the podcast from the day it was launched. You are really special. I really appreciate your time. It's really great to have loyal listeners and uh, it's really nice to get all those emails I'm getting these days. And I, I really feel humble and I really feel very, very excited about all this. So thank you very much. And um, if you want to help me grow, just share the podcast with others and let them join us and listen to this too. As to what I've been doing today, this morning, I have been working on something that I just finished before I came to record this. So I have created best resources that will help you write, publish and market your books. And I'm personally using those resources. And most of them are completely free. And I think that uh, they had their part in uh, helping me become a published author and in helping me become a best-selling author. So just go ahead uh, to my website at annealexander.com and get the free PDF, which I truly hope that will help you too. So now we can go to our interview. As always, I've got someone I think can bring value to you and I think is an interesting person. So I asked him to come over. Um, I'm talking about Tim Gillette. Um, Tim actually is someone I met on Blab and it's a really nice platform. On Blab, I ended up meeting uh, very interesting people and new people, uh, people who... Otherwise, I would most probably not meet because they are not um, part of the groups I'm at. Uh, they are not listening to my podcast. So Blab is yet another way to enlarge your connections and to create new relationships. Anyway, uh, Tim uh, Gillette is the creator of the Rock and Roll Keys to Business Success using music, motorcycles and mentorship to teach entrepreneurs to become leaders in their industry. So in his presentations, Tim usually uses lessons learned from his love for rock and roll music, traveling an average of 30,000 miles annually on his Harley Davidson motorcycle and coaching clients and speaking up to audiences. So Basically, uh, today we will be covering general subjects. So we won't talk about writing specifically that much, but we will talk a lot about blogging and branding and about personality and how important it is for business. So we will be go around different places and you will see that um, it's going to be quite entertaining journey. And I'm, I'm sure you like what team has to say. So let's start. Hello there, team. I had the privilege to have several blabs with you before, and this time I wanted you to come over to the podcast. So welcome to the Right to Be Read podcast. Hello. <laughs> so uh, I'm 
I know you as someone who is teaching people how to rock their blogs and their personal brands. And am I correct? Yes, uh, it, it's it's all about the rock and roll with me, or, or I should say, it's just rocking, almost rocking your presence online. But you know what I mean. I know someone else used that brand, but oh, okay. So basically, yeah, uh, I I think that it's something that we uh, as writers do need because these days I truly believe that just writing the book is the very small piece of the whole puzzle and you just have to do many, many other things apart from writing the book in order to gain the visibility and to get readership and audience in place. So let's just, you know, uh, start viewing from the writer's perspective. Let's say I'm a newbie author who doesn't have any presence online and who has a book idea and started to write the very first book. Uh, what are the things that from the very start one absolutely has to take care of? You know, uh, good question. I mean, because mo- almost everybody, that's that's all they're worried about. What do I got to do? What do I got to take care of? And it becomes this like dominating fear for us, all right, of, of all the things we're supposed to do. Or uh, 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 we get set up into the idea of we've got to be perfect to do this. Um you know, for me, in the beginning, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how I was going to build this business. And that's that's why I went to a blog. And uh, I found a blog online. And I said, this is interesting. I can do this. I can write a paragraph at a time type idea. So, I mean, it was it was where I went to to start my writing out, all right? I did it long before I wrote a book or or, or anything like that, was, was writing the blog. And, uh, you know, then people got to me and go, well, now they ask me, what's, what's the most important thing? Because if I start a blog out or, or getting my presence online, what is that most important thing? I says, well, getting the first post out. In our one-day workshop, the first thing we do, uh, literally by 10 a.m. in our first w- workshop, we start at 9 a.m. And by 10 a.m., all of my people have a blog post out. And it's kind of tough to do. But uh, when I tell them to push that submit button, that post button, they that it, it, it's like you you wish you could see the fear on the mouse of their computer with fingers. Just some of them don't want to click that button. They're they're afraid. And I say just post it because ninety percent of the people who are going to see that, all right, they're not going to see it for years. And uh, you know my first blog post. The only reason people know I have it up there is because I tell everybody at everything I speak at. I tell everybody about that post. But my first post, the first week I wrote it. I don't think 10 people came there to read it. And I was so feared about what everybody was going to see about my writing. <laughs> uh, just just go start, write a paragraph and put it out there. Uh, you know, and then the second thing you got to worry about is you got to have an online profile about yourself. I have a, a, a very unique biography written for me. And, uh, you know what I mean, we change it, uh, you know what I mean, and adapt it as things go on because it's all about telling your story. And that's what I talk about when I talk about branding is telling your story related to your product or service as, as the biography's got to match what you do. Um, and that, that I have that up there as, as the second thing. And then the third thing I tell them to have online is have a contact page. Because from day one, you want people to go, ooh, this dude's interesting. I want to find out more about him and I want to connect with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, those are the first three things I was doing. Number one, get started. Number two, make sure people can find out more about you. Number three, make sure people can reach you. 
Okay, yeah, great. I mean, I, I completely agree with you. And here we uh, talk about, I mean, kind of, you know, uh, when you told push that uh, publish button, uh, we, we have the same issue as writers when we are pushing the published button for our books. So mm -hmm. I guess that, you know, by having a blog and, and putting out smaller pieces, we uh, may end up gaining a little bit of immune system of, mm -hmm. you know, uh, having the courage of pushing that publish button and getting, uh, you know, feedback and even criticism in place, a little bit smaller, smaller pieces that get together and make our uh, skin thicker, I guess. Mm, yeah. Okay, so in that case, I mean, many uh, people get back to me asking, okay, uh, I, I put, set this all up, then what do I do? What should I create in terms of content? Well, uh, that, see, my idea of, of creating content is a little different than most online marketers. Is I don't teach everything. I share stories. And then I teach from the story. It's kind of like, I mean, uh, you know, I say the greatest teacher of all time He taught in a thing called parables, all right, all right, and and it's it's they they talk about the you know Jesus and he and he talked in parables, and while some people get stories and then relate them, some people don't, but more people than not get a story, and you got their attention with the story. Now you can teach from it, and that's why I said I used to personal branding. I'll tell people to take their personal stories, their own challenges, struggles, things they've gone through. All right, talk about that in a story and then teach people a lesson from the story. You know, mm -hmm. I, I teach all the time of the idea of a blog. I didn't know what I was going to do at first. All right, so I run online. I researched this. This My friend Brian posted this thing on a place called WordPress.com. And I went in there to read his site. And at the bottom it says, would you like to start your own WordPress site? So I clicked that button to find out what it was. Uh -huh. I mean, that's the story of how I got into blogging. All right. What does that tell me? All right. Number one, if you're not out there, you know, teaching points from that, if you're not out there looking at new things, checking out new books, checking out new articles, you're never going to learn and grow. You've got to be out there looking all right, for new opportunities. I was looking for new opportunities. Second of all, you've got to take action when opportunities come up because you don't know where they're going to go from. I, I just told you a story and then taught you two things from it. Mm -hmm. That's 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 the greatest thing that I can tell you is uh, about content is you've got to make it interesting. People want to know uh, uh, they want to know how to do things. Yes, they do. All right, but you know, have you ever heard a doctor sit there and try to explain to you all right the uh, uh, the way the, the you know the blood circulates through the body or or, or the way that you know what I mean the. The, the fat cells grow. I mean, they can make it so boring because they know it. They understand it. That makes them tick. But 90% of the world, all they want to know is, Doc, am I healthy? Okay? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we get caught up so many times in the technical on the content, but we've got to take stories. One of the greatest things I've ever heard was, all right, it was a speaker trainer here in the United States, um, Uh, James Malinchek, who said, you know what I mean, you want to write a book. It's very simple. He says, write in there a, a quote, a story, and and uh, give you some points of interest, like a, a, a teaching. And I mm -hmm. went, ooh, I like that. All right. And and you know what I mean? I, I, I don't I don't steal people, other people's stuff. All right. But if I learn something from somebody, I'm going to tell you who I learned it from. 
I learned that from James Malinchak, and I thought, that's a great idea. And then I got into this online marketing course with a guy named Frank Kern, and he talked about, you know what I mean, making videos. He said, you know what I mean, tell people a story, teach from it, and give them a call to action. And I'm like, wow. I <laughs> so simple, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, well, if two people, you know what I mean? And, I, and then I have another friend, Larry Broughton, who says, if you hear two or more people who are high achievers tell you to do something, you might want to listen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so definitely. I listened and I went out and did it. And it's been successful for me for, uh, gosh, close to six years now. Oh, yeah. I I mean, it's it's so interesting. Uh, when When you end up... Uh, kind of, you know, uh, establishing your online presence. There are a few things that you can't really avoid uh, because those are the things that you will definitely need. And I mean, I guess one of them is just to be open-minded and and uh, accept and look for opportunities because mm -hmm. there are loads of them out there, as you mentioned. And the second is actually uh, create uh, content that differentiates. And that's, you know, uh, when you are putting your own personal life stories in it, that's definitely something that no one else will be writing about. So you end up just, you know, be becoming the, the only author of such content out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, and yeah, I kind of that's where I, I, it goes into the branding for me. Is is the the idea of when you start telling your personal story, no one else has had your experiences. Mm. Only you have had those experiences, and I know they're they may be like somebody else's, but they're only you that had them. You know, a friend of mine who you know, what I mean, I'm going to connect you with because he's a great author. All right, he wrote the foreword to my first book. He got me writing books was, I mean, he worked for the band Guns N' Roses. Wow. And he wrote a book about his experience with Guns N' Roses. Uh -huh. Not the band's experience, his experience backstage. Uh -huh. What he worked as a, what, he, what his experiences were in touring with the band. And that was one of the biggest aha moments when, when Craig t sh shared that. I'm, I'm sharing my stories mm -hmm. of working for the band. And I'm like, wait a minute. If I just share my story about my journey... All right, and then teach from it, then that's going to be it. Okay, it doesn't matter that the rest of the world, I ride motorcycle everywhere. The rest of the world has motorcycles. A lot of people ride Harleys. Mm. I have a very unique in the fact that I've ridden a million miles on two wheels. I ride 30,000 miles a year. I teach from my riding. I've ridden, you know, every state in the United States, in the lower 48 United States, on a motorcycle. Mm. And that is my uniqueness in riding a motorcycle. Yeah. All right. There's a million or billion motorcycle riders worldwide. But what's unique about Tim's riding is Tim rides to, to work, Tim rides to experience, Tim rides to tour. I mean, and I've got to make it my story, why I ride. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see. Well, I mean, you mentioned the very important um, word, which is uniqueness and what's unique about your writing. So let's say, I mean, is there any way that someone who hasn't found out what's the unique thing about him or his writing, is there a way to find out? You know, I, I would say, uh, I mean, all of us, um, I, I, I'm personally, I'm almost 50 years old. A lot of us, all right, some writers, they're still in their 20s and some are in their 30s trying to discover that. And uh, I, I'm going to say, you know what I mean, talk to your friends and ask them, all right, what is something that you can learn from me? Mm -hmm. Because so many times that we don't realize is, uh, you know what I mean, I have, a, I have another friend here in, in the Dallas area. 
um, who I just met within the last year and a half, maybe two years we've known each other um, at most. And she was here at, at, a, at a holiday party here at my home uh, last week. And we're talking about her and what I've learned from her. You know what I mean? She has uh-huh. a thing called the Starters Club. And um, I learned from her because I was open. And you know what I mean? My mind just went blank about where I was going with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um, yeah, I was looking up to this young lady. And I mean, I, I learned that, all right, even though she was new in the industry of speaking, there was a lot of things that I could learn from her. And so many people, we don't realize that where we can learn our lessons from. And I know your question was based around how can I learn about what to write about. The world around you, believe it or not, all right, is going to open you up to to look inside and help me realize that all of us are successful at doing something. Mm -hmm. What is it that you're successful at? For some of us, the most success we've gotten is, I mean, you know what I mean? We used to talk about the, you know, the high school football days here in the United States. You know, I was successful at playing football in high school. And then I got out of high school and I failed in every business down the line until I just became a salesman at the car lot. You know what I mean? Mm. You don't realize if you build from your success or build from your high point, build from what you're great at, that's what's going to happen. That's where you're going to help people. Uh, some of us, are, are, our biggest, uh, greatest thing is, is you know, my, my ladies, okay? A lot of ladies like to go cook in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Well, mm. tell about what you love to cook about. And uh, most good chefs, so you know, as a cook, most good chefs, all right, they made a lot more failure dishes than they made good dishes. Oh, yeah. True. They had to learn. They had to go out there and fail at it. And I went out and failed. I made three attempts at a book before I got my first one published. Hmm. I got a second book out there written, but my business took a different turn, so I'm not publishing it yet. Uh-huh. I see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is... Sometimes, you know what I mean, I just get out, I got in the practice of writing it, but now my business took a different turn. I'm like, wait a minute, that, that book doesn't quite fit. That book will be a great add-on it someday, but right now it's not a great fit. So it's sitting at my publisher, all done, ready to go. All I got to do is push the go button. But I don't want to focus energy off on a direct, different direction. Mm. Uh, and I wouldn't have found the direction I'm going now had I not written that book. Yeah. So Interesting. I had to go write it. Yeah, interesting. So, uh, what is your experience? I mean, can you recall, go back and recall when you wrote your very first book? How did it feel? What challenges did you have? What was your experience? Um, my experience on doing it, first of all, is is I'm one of those people who, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it with like all out. Um, I'm not one of these people who kind of sits back and goes, "Well, yeah, let me just toy with this." I walk in and go, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to do it in such and such amount of time and I'm going to prove to you guys that it can be done and then I go do it. Um, my first book, I kind of had the outline done for it way ahead of time uh, I, and I do. I actually have carry a notebook with me everywhere. I know we're, we're not on video today but I carry this notebook with me and I'm always – if I come up with an idea, I write the idea down and then I outline it. Uh, all of my, my books, all of my writings and stuff are built around rock and roll songs. My first book being called You Can Always Get What You Want. And then the one that we actually have in holding at the publisher is called Taking Care of Business. Um, Rock Around Your Blog. Uh, Everything's a song title. So if I come up with a song title and I think somewhere business-wise I can use that for helping entrepreneurs or helping speakers or coaches who I work with, as I write that down in my notebook. And then when I'm thinking sometime and I'm like sitting on a plane, I, I work on an outline for it. 
So I had the outline for, for you can't always get what you want down by having it down like that. And then I went on a motorcycle road trip. I was on a motorcycle speaking road trip. All right. I, um, I stopped in, and I live in Dallas, Texas, and I rode motorcycle to um, uh, El Paso, Texas, and then Phoenix, Arizona, Las Vegas, Nevada. And um, I was actually doing a uh, uh, speaking at several events in Phoenix, Arizona. So riding the motorcycle out – and I decided I was going to be going on the motorcycle road trip for speaking for three weeks. Wow. And I, I set this goal ahead of time that when I come back from my motorcycle road trip, I will have my book written. Hmm. And I did. All right. Why? Because, number one, I, I prepared myself for success. So you, know you did I mean? it on the road? I did it on the road. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, and I did it in under three weeks. Amazing. So... Yeah. I mean, it, it was just, you know, you promised yourself and you decided to, that's why, or you had something else on top to motivate you? Um, I, I think it was one of those things that, 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 that uh, I decided I was going to do it and did it. Okay, I see. Yeah. So w when you were writing this book and you already kind of, you know, had the plan in place in terms of, you know, when you were going to finish it and you had in your mind uh, the content in place so you knew what you were going to write, uh, what kind of expectations you had? Like when you imagined that it's ready, what's next? What did you expect from that book to, to come? Um. And basically, when I when that that book with ex expectations, um, that that was at my time when I first met that guy Craig, and Craig was telling us, you know, what I mean, you need a book to help your speaking career out. Uh -huh. And my book really is not, while it, it is a great book, it is not one hundred percent close to what I do now. It's kind of like it's a more of a life growth book. I'm a business uh, mentor for people, for entrepreneurs and, and speakers and coaches. Um, I just knew I had to have a book out. So for me was, okay, uh, I, th I think I had an end goal in mind because um, uh, my friend Craig was doing one of his boot camps where basically if I had the book done, I could go on stage with it. Uh -huh. so I think that was part of the reason I was doing it. It was like, okay, if I, if, if I have it done in time, I can go on his stage with a book in September because this was like August I went on it. So it's like, oh, I, I, and I think that was the driving motive. Um, Get, getting out there and and um, uh, and doing it, and I'm I'm sorry. I'm, again, my mind just seems to be going blank today. <laughs> yeah, it's, okay. it's okay. So, but basically, I mean, can can you tell me? I mean, there are many people who are telling that the book is not just a book. Once you write and publish it, it opens up many new doors for you and brings in uh, big new opportunities. So did this happen to you? And if yes, what did it bring with it? Um, my book came out, it was actually published in May of 2013. And uh, I think it was May 4th or something like that. It actually was put up on all the online websites like uh, Amazon and all that. Mm. And From the moment it got published, I remember with the first copy coming to the house and me like taking a picture of the first copy and putting it on my Facebook page and my Twitter page and all that. Uh, from that point until the end of May, beginning of June, because it was July of that year, uh, basically I was on a 10-state motorcycle road trip, speaking road trip. 
I but but between the first of May when it published and the end of May, um, it I want to say it was like I booked fifty some speaking engagements because wow. I had a book. Okay, so that's I mean that was books credit specifically. You think? yeah be, yes because of the fact that I now was a published author. And as I started talking about being a published author, uh, you know what I mean, and, and sharing the book, it opened me up to be on stages. And uh, at the time, like I said, I was, a, I was a, a growing speaker, still discovering my audience. And that was huge for me because I got put into places that I never would have gone. It actually got me uh, speaking engagements in my hometown of uh, where I grew up, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and uh, the Poconos of Pennsylvania. And one of them was I was booked to be in the area – so I did research of some other author groups in the area, other small business groups in the area, and sent a letter to them saying, hey, um, you know what I mean? I'm from your area originally. I live in Dallas, Texas now, but I'm a published author, and I will be in the area. Any chance you would like to do a book signing or, you know, or a small get-together uh-huh. uh, for your group, I'd like to do it specifically for you. And and that by doing that, like there was three or four different groups that opened up and said yes. So I mean, I was able to take one speaking engagement and I opened it up into four or five more because basically I now was going. I'm from your area and I'm a published author. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and I remember uh, when I was in Pennsylvania visiting over that summer. Um, one of the places that I stopped to visit was the library that I used to go to as a kid to read books. Oh, yeah. And I actually stopped by and gave them a copy of my book. Uh-huh. And I said, you know, um, probably doesn't mean much to you, but as a child, I read books in this library. It's what got me to actually think about books and be involved in books was your library. And uh, I'd like to give you a copy. I don't want to have you to buy it or anything. I'd like to give you a copy if you'd like to have it in there in case people want it in your town. Um, and they're like, wow, okay. You know what I mean? Because it was, it was those people who were working had no clue who I was. Uh, when I was there, those kids were like in grade school or something, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, because people have changed. But I mean, the fact that, you know, those are doors that opened up for me to be able to walk into places like that and go there. So, um, you know, those doors open up, but you have to also, uh, you have to turn the handle of the doorknob to get it to open. You know what I mean? Just because there's doors doesn't mean that they're they're just automatically going to open up. I'm somebody who uh, tests doorknobs. Okay, this one's unlocked. Let me open it and see what's inside type deal. Um, But if I didn't have the book to my credit, Mm -hmm. I couldn't walk through those doors confidently. Yeah, I see what you mean. So uh, basically, let's just think about if someone wants to brand himself as an author online, what are the uh, specific things that he has to take into consideration? Well, first first of all, when I talk branding, I actually talk what I call personal branding. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not somebody, I'm not like, I'm not big on the, uh, here in the United States, we, you know, everybody goes to like the Nike or the Starbucks symbol or the, you know what I mean, a lot of these different brands, corporate brands that are out there. And um, my idea of branding is you're the brand. Yeah. All right. Agreed. And you have to develop you as the brand using your personal story. I use a story that talks about me becoming a speaker that is very relevant to the speaking world. And it's my personal story, and that is when I sold a car wash business that I used to be part of, 
I wanted no part of the car wash industry. I wanted out of the car industry, automotive industry, period. And at the time, one of my clients was a guy named Zig Ziglar. Oh, Zig yeah. Ziglar, a very famous speaker, very famous author from the Dallas, Texas area. And, he was, and, and I knew him personally. And I said to him, I remember saying, I don't know what I'm going to do next. And Zig explained to me how I was already a speaker and a coach. And Zig didn't know me as intimately as like my wife knows me or my, my, you know, my best friend from high school knows me. Zig knew me enough from the outside to go, those skills will fit you based on what you're doing. And he said, you should look into being a speaker and a coach. So mm-hmm. I took that and I took my personal story now and I go out to speak to people in, in branding going, okay, well, I'm a speaker because Zig Ziglar told me to be a speaker. Tim Gillette's story. That's Tim Gillette's story, whether you, you know what I mean? You, that, that, that's not Zig's story. That's not Joe's story. All right. Some of my clients here in the Dallas area help people at speaking and they, they don't have that story. Um, the idea that when I started out was, is the reason I got into personal branding was, is I started out trying to brand myself as rocker life coach and not really use Tim Gillette. And uh, right now, a friend of mine actually has to change all of his branding because a major game network, major game uh, uh, company, actually uh, uh, had to send him a cease and desist letter for violating their um, violating their uh, trademark. Yeah. All right. It was kind of he was trying to develop his own trademark and his own branding around this, but there was other because of the the way the branding was is it was so in common with a lot of big-name corporations. Mm. And it, got, it started to hit him with lawsuits. And he's like, whoa. So what he do is he went back to his personal name and a brand. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and I think the thing is that uh, these days things change quite fast. And we tend to, I don't know about you, but for example, I kind of, you know, I can't really uh, do only one thing. So I can't really, when someone is asking me, who I am or what I do, I can't really specify only one role because I'm doing several things and that's the way I like it. So if you are using your personal brand, then you are kind of flexible and it's easy to mention all these different things and with the time they may even change, but your name will be staying the same. So it's, yes. it's kind of, you know, it's it's less uh, problematic that way. While if you are doing a certain business and then you're changing the direction or you're changing the name, then you end up kind of creating and recreating different brands all over again. So I guess it's, uh, you know, the brand being yourself is the easiest and most probably uh, the most genuine approach to this. Yes. And so many people get caught up in the branding side of it and they get caught up in in, in, um, they want to go a certain direction. You know what I mean? It's because of some little uh, uh, intrigue or passion they had at the moment. And I see people a lot of time who do this and then they get off on some trail that ends up like my friend did where he's now having to change every one of his corporation names because of the fact that his brand that he had picked, someone else already had that brand. And once you get big enough, they'll find you. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you start from the beginning, going down the line of of picking, uh, um, using yourself as the brand, if you're you're going to be an author, especially if you're going to be an author, all right. 
uh, doesn't change the name of my company. My company's name is my head corporation that runs it is a whole different thing. I mean, the name is X2 Investments LLC, and that's the name of my company. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't get broadcast all over the place. Why? Because that's not my brand. That's just the name of the company that you know what I mean yeah. that own that owns the all my entities. Mm-hmm. Um, and when people get so caught up, well, this is the name of my company. I tell people you got to be open to change um, because what happens is the market changes. Again, I wrote a book that is not even published yet because my whole direction in my business has changed. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. if I wasn't open to that and I was like, no, 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 I have to publish this book, I could spend you know, two to $5,000 publishing that book here in the United States and have it not make me two to $5,000 because it will take me off on another tangent or another direction for my company that it's not going. Yeah, yeah. And it'll become a wasted $5,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you mean. Well, uh, what about the following? Um, many people tend to use pen names as authors. What do you think about that? And when is uh, the case when it's justified? Um, if you're going to use a pen name, first of all, I mean, actors and actresses used a name, all right? Uh, I know a lot of people in Hollywood uh, who had to change, or, or they were marketed as a different name. And some of them, if you, uh, if you knew who they were, okay, if I told you their real names, it would blow your mind because that's not their real names. They have a pen name or, a, or an actor name or a, whatever you want to call it. I'd say, first of all, do the research. Make sure there's no one else out there with that pen name. Uh-huh. All right? I have a very, uh, a very popular last name here in the United States. It's Gillette. Yeah. Gillette is the name of a razor blade yes. company. <laughs> yes. All right? And uh, I am not associated with them. I am not connected to them. I'm not part of them, all right? It's a company that is owned by another corporation here in America, and, uh, and that's, that's basically their corporation, and I'm not. I'm Tim Gillette, all right? And I have to be very specific on that, whereas um, a lot of people want to use different pen names, and uh, uh, they sometimes get stuck into a name that sounds cool, and they don't realize that there's someone else out there with it. Oh, yeah. So the first thing you need to do is if you're going to go with a pen name, I would make sure that that pen name is available. I use it here in the States. I use the idea of the dot com. That's how I kind of know if it's, it's a, a, a significant thing is if it's a not available in the dot com, you don't own it. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Uh, and there's another famous author guy here in the United States, uh, Rick Frischman with Author 101. And he tells people, if you own, don't own the domain name of your book, you don't own the title of your book. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I he's very famous for saying that because of the fact that if you, you can go to the name, your name and it's taken.com, all right, especially if you're doing a pen name and someone else has it in .com, you're going to be a foreshadow in that name. Yeah, true. You know, and you don't want to be a shadow in that name. You want to be the significant, outstanding person in that name. All um. right. True, true. My true name is Tim Gillette, and there are eight other Tim Gillettes who are in some public service format in the United States somewhere. Hmm. And that is a tough thing. I had to do, I had a lot of things to struggle with to become the dominant person known as Tim Gillette. Okay, yeah, I see. So, uh, when, okay, so let's understand. Can we actually go back and understand when we are saying personal brand, what does what are like the components that make a personal brand? What are the things that are part of the personal brand? 
Well, the first thing is going to be your story. You know what I mean? First of all, yes, it's your name, but your story. There is something significant about you in this path that you've gone through that you've got to use. I use the story. Again, I use the story of Zig Ziglar a lot. All right? Mm-hmm. That is a personal story for me that works for speaking. I have other story. Other things, other things are part of my life story. Okay? Number one, I have epilepsy. Most people don't know that. Um, it doesn't fit telling the story about epilepsy and teaching from using the epilepsy that I have, all right, does not fit in my personal brand. So I don't use it. Mm-hmm. So many people get caught up on, well, you know what I mean? Every one of us have got a million things that have gone right and wrong in our lives. All right? We've got more than a million moments in our life. Yeah. And one moment can have a good or bad impact on your life. Um, I read a book probably about 12, 13 years ago all right, from a very famous TV psychologist here in the United States who talked about life-changing moments. And those life-changing or life-defining moments, basically going into the moment you were thinking one way and coming out of that moment you were thinking another way. Mm-hmm. All right? Uh, I use a, a, another story when I, I talk with entrepreneurs about I know the day I became an entrepreneur. I was nine years old. And at nine years of age, I became an entrepreneur because I watched my father get laid off one night from a job and come home early. And something inside my mind watched my dad get laid off time after time in the early 1970s. And my mind clicked. The one specific night, I knew it. I watched dad get out of his truck early. He should not have been home at that night. And my mind clicked and went, okay, I'm not going to take that job route because that job route don't work. Uh huh. All right. That's part of my story. I don't tell that everywhere I go, but that's part not part of my brand. That's part of my branding to be an entrepreneur. But it's not part of my branding to help blogging and branding. Mm. All right. You've got to take the relevant stories that matter to the direction that you're going to take your 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 line of books. You know what I mean, or your business, or whatever it is. That's what personal branding is. Is those stories that are significant to that outcome. I tell, I mean, so like I said, now I use, all right, I don't use the epilepsy and I don't use the entrepreneur story. They aren't a hundred percent relevant to my brand. My brand right now is working with people on developing their personal brand and writing a blog. And the two relevant things in my story that make them happen are, again, speaking and getting into the industry was Zig Ziglar and the next thing that became relevant was is I didn't know what I was going to do after Zig told me that. And I found my friend Brian who had this blog post. And I went, I can do that. I mean, those are relevant to my branding because those are the stories I can tell behind them. What's the other one? There's another one I use. Oh, then the other thing is for personal branding is, is I tried to be rocker life coach, which I really wasn't a life coach. I was trying to make this cool brand, but it didn't fit because it was confusing to the world. When I came off of the, the cool brand idea and just went to being Tim Gillette, creator of the Rock and Roll Keys to Business Success, it now signi- signified my brand. And I don't know if you can hear those. They're, they're actually leaf blowing outside of my apartment. Yeah, I was just wondering what it was. I, I thought it was <laughs> the vacuum cleaner in your house. <laughs> okay, so it's not. It's yeah. leaves. Ah, okay. Well, I, I mean, if I try to wrap this up, 
and kind of, you know, come up with a conclusion, like, you know, the highlights that I've heard from you. Can I say that, you know, if you manage to put together the basic, most important elements of the online presence that you mentioned, the profile and the blog and everything else, and if I end up creating my story, which will fit my personal brand by finding the uniqueness and the unique thing that is about me which I'm going to find from my friends Mm -hmm. then that's a good starting point for my personal branding yes very 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 huge there okay great well I mean I wish you success with your uh, upcoming ventures and I hope that the book that is not published but is ready will eventually come out at some point (laughs) and many others will as well and um, you know it, it's it's really nice meeting you. I uh, I'm I'm really kind of you know I, I I love your personal brand with with all its components because it's kind of it's very unique and not only with the stories and your image and your bike but just you know the whole experience one is getting by talking to you. Uh, I love being me, and I love being coming out here and help people like you and, and your listeners. All right, understand that you know what I mean. It doesn't. This, this isn't rocket science, ladies and gentlemen. This is so simple. It's it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks a lot. I truly appreciate that. Well, I hope that you enjoyed the interview. That's all that I had for you today. I hope that you're having progress with your writing. I hope that you get the inspiration and you have the self-discipline to actually sit down and write and finish that book. So if you need... um the resources that I have prepared for you, uh, which will help you write, publish, and market your books, check out uh, the PDF at annialexander.com. And I truly believe that uh, those resources will help you too. And most of them are free. So annialexander.com, check things out. If you want to meet interesting people like Tim, on Blab, then you should get involved with doing Blabs and finding out what it is. And uh, in case you're interested, I have created a course about Blab and how it can uh, help you with building and growing your audience. That one you can check out at blabtraction.anialexander.com. So if you are interested, just go head over there and check it out. Otherwise, I will meet you next week. I have yet another interview coming up. You will be finding out about a relatively new platform that will help you enormously with publishing your book. Well, take care and have a great week.